Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back in the morning hookup. You know something that you need to put on your calendar, Will? I forgot it's that week. No, it's not Valentine's Day tomorrow. Don't care. But it's Wednesday, February 15th, the day after. Full swing. The Netflix golf special is on Netflix Wednesday. Can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. Uh, something else that was amazing was um, being at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday at 3.30. Mm. Which started out, it's a beautiful day. Uh, there was a lot of buzz in the air because it was a nice day to be outside. People were sitting in the rail yard. They were having their beverages and sodas and the kids were running around. And they made their way to, to PBA. Packed house. I don't know what the number was, but it was a packed house. I'm I'm really jealous I could not be there. I really wanted to be there. And you make it sound like it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, it wasn't fun early on when you watch this game. Crowd was buzzing. Uh, they didn't get off to a great start. They got off to a great start. Wisconsin got off to a phenomenal start uh, in this game in the first half. Nebraska struggled uh, to get shots. Um, they... They just couldn't get the offensive flow. And Wisconsin was on fire. Like, how many times you heard us say that when the opposing team gets on fire from three-point land in the first half? I want to say Wisconsin went like 6 of 12. Mm-hmm. 6 of 12 early. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nebraska uh, found a way. They were down like 17 with 16 to play. And it was like, uh-oh. I looked at my boys. I'm like, where is this going? Yes, and then somehow, I think everybody. You're right. Everybody at that moment was like, "Okay, right. this this could be getting right. out of hand." We've, like we've seen this before. We threw a lot of stock into like this could be we're at home. It's a Saturday game. Uh, it's a winnable game for Nebraska. And you start, you just like look at you like, oh man, yeah. You're like, okay, fine. I gave. Um, I was talking to Ty. Ty was there, and Tanner was there with me as well. And I said, "Here's the deal, boys. For Nebraska to." to get in this and have a shot here. Like, at that under 12, under 12, because you got to have the length of the game left. Um, you got to be at 10 or you got to be at 10 or at single digits. Yep. That's where it's got to be. Right. And then the magic started happening. Casey got hot. He had two in the first, ended up with 22 points, 5 of 11 from 3, 7 of 14, played 38 minutes in an overtime game. Derek Walker, 18 points, 8 rebounds. He did turn the ball. He turned the ball eight times. That was a problem for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Griesel, 15 points, seven rebounds, six assists in the game, played 39 minutes. Jamarcus Lawrence played a huge role, hit a big-time three down the stretch, 11 points. Uh, but I tell you what, man, if you look at this game, 
Uh, obviously, the shooting, the scoring helped, the defensive effort, but one Blaze Keita. Finding a way uh, to be the next guy up in this deal. 23 minutes, and you look at it. He only scored two points. He did have two steals, but he comes in and gets 11 boards, three on the offensive glass in 23 minutes. Yeah, he's a guy that we just have not been seeing. He's been sitting a lot on the bench. and Waiting his time. Waiting but, his time, man. Trying to stay ready. Trying to get ready. Because obviously there's been there's documented issues with a couple of guys. Yeah, um, right. Breidenbach. I mean, he got 13 minutes. He got popped in the face, bloody nose. Didn't score. Did have five rebounds. Only took one shot. C.J. Wiltshire only gave you 10 minutes. He had two points. Yeah, but there's something going on with the lineups. The coaches figured yeah. something out because you had Breidenbach start, start, which was very Ma- weird. I think it was a matchup. Yeah, right. So you had to, they were going big, big. You had Kata mm-hmm. and and uh, Walker in at the same time, and it worked, man. And and you know, luckily Wisconsin they were missing. You know, with like 10 minutes left in the second half. They missed a lot of shots, which you could credit our defense with. But you got it, you know, 17 points, and you come back and you win that game. That's mm-hmm. incredible. And, and Kisei Tomonaga, enough cannot be said about this kid. I mean, last year we were expecting so much from him, and he didn't quite, you know, meet the, yep. our expectations. But this year has been totally different. He's exceeding our expectations. And, I mean, this is what we thought we were going to get when we recruited yeah, this guy. He just found the lights. Nice slot, nice uh, movement in the offense. And, he's, you know, he's finding his shot and getting it up. Um, if you look in Nebraska, and you don't say this very often, and they had to shoot their way back into this uh, in the second half. Uh, they shot 48%, 12 of 25. They were 7 of 13 from 3 hmm. in the second half. And... <laughs> And then they dominated 12-2 in overtime. Yeah. Dominated That's overtime. That's what you got to do, man. And I don't know what um, Wisconsin, what they were doing at the end with Chucky, but that was probably the – I don't know what they drew up, but I don't think they – I was hoping that, that they drew up, but they drew up was like a 30-foot three-pointer at the end. Yeah, and uh, by the way, speaking of Chucky Hepburn – I, I had no problem with what the fans were doing. Yeah, a lot of people had problems with that, and that's something we well, can talk one certain about. Pro- one certain person had a problem with that, and that, what a lame, lame, yeah. lame if, tweet. If you didn't hear it or do it or heard of it, they were every time Chucky got the ball, they booed him. A lot heavily on the student section, by the way. Yeah. To throw it at that. Like, I think you want to lump Pinnacle Bank Arena into this. I can tell you in our section, not anybody hardly was doing it. But the yeah, students were on them, man. You're one of your own. People are like, well, one of your own you're going to boo? Yeah, it happens. You're an enemy. You're a villain when you come in in the situation. Right. And just so happens, you know? A lot of times those things will fuel players, too. Y- yeah. Chuck had a nice game. Didn't shoot it all the way. It could have been a he bad thing. 8-21. He had 19 points. He led the way for Wisconsin. Yeah. He's a good ball. He's really he's, good. He's good. He's yeah. really good. And so it's a little bitter from the student section. So what? Yeah, but, you know, the players probably fed off that a little bit. The Absolutely. Nebraska it wasn't players. like classless, I guess. But I don't know. You, you hear from both sides. You hear from both sides of this thing. But um, but shout-out Nebraska, man. Also, shout-out the fans. Shout-out the crowd. Derek Walker even had something to say about it uh, in a postgame. I'm telling you, I know you're going you're gonna to get mad when I say this. Uh, this teetered on mm, maybe one of or at the top of the best environment at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That's that's just ridiculous. I know No Sit Sunday was No Sit Sunday, but I'm telling you. No Sit comeback, Sunday was No Sit largest Sunday. Largest comeback at Pinnacle Bank. 
You can't. You cannot beat No Sit Sunday. Largest comeback. It was loud. It was deafening. As soon as they were coming back, and you got closer to eight to six to five, and then you took the lead. Woo! And a lot of people, by the way, I can tell you from our section and stuff, uh, d- there wasn't a. There were no. There was no sitting, from the five minute four four or five minute mark on. Standing standing crowd only, rocking it. Um, and did it, man. I wasn't there, so I can't quite. It was amazing. Uh, by the way, in the last three games, Kese is averaging 25. He's shooting 60% and 48 from three, by the way. He's going off. He's going off. Let's go to Dave. Dave. Happy Monday, Dave. Hey, Bill. Hey, Will. Hey, I heard you. Uh, I was listening to you guys' show, and I heard you talking about Tomonaga. Okay? Mm-hmm. How does Tomonaga last year in Big Ten play only average eight minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Last uh, year, that's all Tomonaga averaged his playing time last year was eight minutes a game in Big Ten play. Yeah. yeah How does point. that happen? I I, I I bet you it's more on the uh, – I'm trying to think. I, I want to say it's more, I don't know, the defensive effort maybe? Well, yeah, he couldn't quite match up well. But also from what we're seeing now in his offense – that wasn't even close to what he was doing last year. He wasn't performing. He wasn't hitting shots, and that's why he lost well, minutes. And I also I and let's be honest with last year's team. You had a bunch of I don't how do you say it? Like you look at the makeup of last year with McGowan's, McGowan's, Verge, like Tominaga was a forgotten commodity last year on that team. Oh yeah. Totally forgotten. You, you look at the games, Verge would not pass to Tominaga. <laughs> He right. would not pass to him. If yeah. you remember last year's games watching this, why that happens, I don't know. You know, but you know, last year, okay, um, you know, Burge and McGowan's that was like two on five every game. Everybody was just standing around watching those two guys. But hey, look, I might be in the I might be in the minority here, but you know, give Fred another year. You know, let's see who comes back, who we, who can get out of the portal. You know, I mean, it's he's thirty six and eighty one. It can't get any worse, right? Mm-hmm. I, honestly, he doesn't make I think, an NIT next year. Honestly, which I think is probably I think there's the best no, chance. I think I think there's no debate. Fred Hoiberg should be the Nebraska basketball coach next year. I think there should be a zero debate on that right now. Yeah, the only thing is, the thing that he's got to he's got to get over, he's got to win on the road. Yep, absolutely. He's six and forty one, eleven and thirty six against the spread. And the average loss on the road is by 15 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big one. That's that's just got to change. I mean, it's just, you know. But I'll, I'll be curious to see. Well, look, you don't have Al Damasi this year, which is good because he's not bringing guys into the office and saying, okay, you need to go, which is what he did. Mm-hmm. The last three years they've lost like 20 guys because Al Damasi just told him to hit the bricks, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's – you can't fire him. I mean, Trevor Roberts has got enough irons in the fire right now. I mean, basketball is making money. And you know, from a county and finance major here, look at all the money they're spending right now, the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want to spend another $17 million. No. I mean, you're paying, you're paying travel and hotel and meals for baseball, softball, men and women's track, men and women's tennis, men and women's golf, men and women's gymnastics, Beach volleyball and rifle. Rifle. It just cost Nebraska 
$35,000 to send the rifle team to Anchorage, Alaska how for four you, days. How do you know that? That's, Dude, that's amazing. He's man. Look at that. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible what they spent. $4.5 million last year on, or 4500000 last year on food for the training table. Yeah, right. And that's that's just crazy, you know. But anyway, I thought I'd just call because, I mean, I know the record is what it is, but, you know, let's see what Fred can do next year if he gets a couple of recruits. You know, he's got to recruit better. But I, I just thought I'd call after you guys mentioned Tominaga. But yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Good to hear Appreciate from you. you. Thank you. Okay, you guys take care. And brother, appreciate you. Good stuff there from Dave, man. Yeah, I got a thought on that here in a second. Okay. We got another call Let's go. coming in. Let's bring it. Oh, no, we don't. Um, I agree, and I agree with you. Hoiberg will be here next year. Uh, I think Trev even already said on his radio show that Fred's going to be back. Uh, but there's, I'm with you. There's no argument. We lose two starters, two guys that were monumental to this team, you saw how bad we were a few games after losing those guys. But Hoiberg continues to coach him. Mm-hmm. And look at the wins that he's gotten at home. It's really impressive, I think. Folks, let's go to the phones. Yeah. Hey, you're on the morning hookup. Hey, guys, great show. Uh, I was I was wrong about the Eagles. They, they, they didn't pull it out. <laughs> yeah. They didn't dominate for sure. So i gotta got to own up to that. Nice. But I, I also got to point out, man, if you're an opposing team, it's a time for the last shot. Man, you want to see Chucky dribbling that ball out there. Yeah. Two games in a row. Two games in a row. Chucky has the ball with like 15 seconds left, and he just dribbles it and dribbles it. And then he he just thinks the best shot available is that fadeaway 25-footer. Yeah. I can't, he didn't make it either I, time. It's you know, crazy. They bailed I, him out in overtime against Penn State, but you know they got dominated in overtime in this game. It, so it, it's, hard to believe uh, that, that, it's hard to believe that that's what they drew up, you know? I know. I, I love Chucky, man, but you know, he's got to learn that he, he's not uh, Steph Curry, and uh, uh, you know you got to give your team a chance. I mean, the fadeaway twenty-five footer when you've got twelve, fifteen, eighteen seconds left, or whatever he's had the last two games, you know you could do better than that. You know, I agree. Um, I agree. But uh, yeah, but as far as Hoiberg, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not terribly excited for him. I mean, I think if he was any good, we'd be winning by now. And we're going to have a hell of a lot of turnover next year. Our three best players going with Bandemil, uh, Greasel, and, and Walker. And, uh, you know, and then we don't know who else leaves. You never know anymore. Yep. Nobody's safe. Um, so, uh, you know, we, don't have, we have no clue what we're coming back with next year. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to just throw $10 million away. So I, I think he's safe this year. Yep. But I, I don't. If he doesn't make a big splash, I mean, and this was the year. You know, the Big Ten's not good. I mean, they haven't been good no. for a long time. No, I don't think there's an Elite Eight team in the in the Big Ten this year, and there usually isn't anymore. It's been over 20 years since they've won anything yep. um, in the Big Ten, and um, I don't think there's a, an Elite Eight team in the Big Ten. And this was, you know, a really down year for the Big Ten, and this is the year to make noise, and, and we're, we're, we're doing better, but, you know, next year – I would assume the Big Ten's probably going to be a, a quite a bit better. That's generally how it runs. It seems like about every three or four years they have a really down year. You know, like the year we won twenty some games and went eleven and seven or whatever it was in the Big Ten. Got screwed um, under Miles and and yeah and and didn't get in the tournament and then got a really bad seed in the NIT. Um, but uh, so I, I don't expect that it's going to be as awful next year. So this is kind of the year. I mean, I don't think they're going to be. 
terribly good next year. I mean, I, I could be wrong. You know, we, we just have no idea who's coming back. Yep. So yep, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, they're not they're not going to blow out ten million on the basketball program no, they like, shouldn't. No, like they, they shouldn't. did on the football. So he's safe for right. this year. They and I sure hope they they turn it around. Casey should be the. Uh, most improved player of the year. He's just uh, been phenomenal. But it begs the question, you know, how come Miles didn't figure this out a year and a half ago? Mm. Um, mm. You know, even even his son. You know, he lived with the guy for 18 years or whatever. Uh, you know, he didn't know uh, that he could contribute uh, until just the last uh, handful of games. So I'm, I'm just not sure. I mean, I hope Fred's the guy. I hope it all turns around. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, thanks, thank you. Right, thanks, thanks. Appreciate you, it. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's one of those things. I've seen. I mean, again, we're not making a decision for sure, but as a fan, um, it's encouraging to watch. This is a team you can you can get behind. It is. They play hard. They're tough. Um, again, they don't have the best shooters at times, and it takes the big three to do things. It takes efforts from. Plays Keita. It takes a great defensive stand that there at the end by uh, Sam Hoiberg. All that. That's what this team is built on, and it's it, for me. It's fun to watch. It is, but Chris does make a good point, and this has kind of been the problem with Hoiberg since he's been mm-hmm. here. Is carry over is like yep. stacking a team to where you yep. have people returning each year. We are kind of relying on transfers, and so you know it's probably going to be that way again next season. But you do have some freshmen that are showing some promising things in Dawson and um and I'm sorry Hooks I'm forgetting the other freshmen uh, Jamarcus Lawrence Lawrence thank you Dawson Dawson you'll and, have, and Lawrence um Ramel Lloyd Jr still Ramel Lloyd that's right uh you have a kid coming in from um I think say returns I mean you, you, be, you have a, you have a good freshman coming I think yeah, I forget his name from IMG right yep, yep I mean you're going to be fine at, again we don't know the cast of characters they'll absolutely go to the portal but I think, I mean, overall, honestly, this has also been Fred's learning year. Yeah. He's like figured it out. Like I gotta change who I am and what we do. But they are fun, man. You should have seen the smiles on their faces as we went down and uh, talked to some of them post game. It was a lot of fun. Now, that's the, that's the question. We get excited at home. We get all this mojo going. They got a big. They got a big task in front of them on tomorrow, on Valentine's Day. Tomorrow night, uh, they'll be on the road. Seven o'clock, Big Ten Network. Ruggers. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, I don't know why, but it is just one of the hardest. I think it's one of the hardest places to play in the Big Ten. Uh, Rutgers. Yeah, Especially what they've been doing the past few seasons. They're a good team. They're a good team. Let me look. I think they've been on the struggle just a little bit. Maybe we're going to catch them at the right time. Or, well, they they or, were beating Illinois. Or the wrong time. Over we're the gonna, weekend. We're either going to catch them at the right time or the wrong time. They were beating Illinois. Uh, they're 5-5 five and five in their last uh, 10 matchups. They've lost two in a row. Right. They were beating Illinois, but then they lost big time. They, they yeah, they, they lost by cold. nine. Lost by nine. Their last two games have been on the road against Indiana. Lost by six and nine to Illinois. Yeah. But this matchup will be a tough one at home. Rutgers is like thirteen and two or some crazy like that. So, but tomorrow night seven o'clock, Pinnacle, not Pinnacle Bank, sorry, Big Ten Network, and then they'll return home uh, for Legends Weekend. Yep, and you know I'm always three I'm, straight home games. By the way, after this road game, three straight. Ooh, a little home home straight. Sunday, home Saturday, straight. Tuesday. That could be big because I'm looking at the standings here. We're still third to last in front of Ohio State. Where do we need to get to to be out of the? Well, we are third to last. Like I said, uh, five and ten is our conference record. Penn State is five and nine. 
So they're definitely jumpable. They've lost four in a row, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is right above Penn State at six and eight. So I look at that three game homestand. If we can maybe go three and zero oh in that, and by the way, that's I don't think that's a tall task considering who this team has beat at home with this current lineup we have. I mean, I think we could beat anybody at home. And it's been fun busting bubbles, hasn't it? It's been a lot of fun. So hooks, we're right there. Uh, we we do some winning in Wisconsin and Penn State. Do some losing, we could easily get out of that first day. Yeah, they right now, by the way, if I'm looking at some of the different types of bracketology they got through. I mean, there's a mill you can go look at. Jerry Palm right now has Wisconsin as the last four in team uh, right now. Penn State's out. Penn State is currently on the outs right now. Northwestern, they're a, they're a good team. 9-5 and five in conference, 18-7 and seven overall. Mm-hmm. They're going back to the tournament. Yeah, they don't even have Penn State. I don't even list them on the bubble as of right now. And they've got Kentucky first four out. God, you love saying that, don't love you? Love saying that. Gotta love saying that. So, all right, man. Here we go. Let's take another break. That was fun, man. Good Husker victory tomorrow night. Like I said, seven o'clock Big Ten Network. Uh, they'll be at, in Piscataway, New Jersey, taking on Rutgers. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna give it another try. The Daily Parlor.